Are you tired of waiting years and spending billions of dollars to develop new drugs? What if there was a technology that could cut costs, increase success rates and drastically shorten the time it takes to discover new therapies. In this video, we will explore the world of generative AI and how it is transforming drug discovery. Join me as we delve into the groundbreaking work of Alex Zafaromkov and his team at In Silico Medicine, who is leading the charge in this revolution. Don't miss out on this game-changing technology. Click the link in the description below to watch the full episode now. It is very high. Uh, and again, we raised only 400 and we managed to um, uh, get to preclinical candidate stage with now since uh, we started doing our own discovery. Um, we managed to uh, progress 11. Uh, it's a pretty big number. And uh, you can compare drug discovery to space exploration, right? So first you need to launch your first uh, um, uh, first rocket, right? Reach the orbit uh, and or, you know, suborbital flights, uh, but still with some payload delivery. Uh, and the most difficult one is your first, right? Or your second. But then when you demonstrate that it consistently works, uh, you can do much more, and also people start believing in it. So I think generative AI already transformed drug discovery, and we have contributed significantly to this process because we also, in addition to uh, using generative AI internally, we also gave it to other people in the form of software. So now a lot of people are using our software. Uh, for target discovery, it's so easy to use that high school students can use it, and they do. Uh, for small molecule generation, uh, it is not as easy to use, uh, and we only deploy it within big pharma companies. And but they, those that understand the value, instead of you know trying to say, oh, we are we we, we can do a better job. Uh, by the way, if some 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 of them say that they can also implement some of their models in our software, so it's so flexible. Uh, but many of them are afraid of doing that because then. Um, if you don't outperform, well, you would have to rely on our software. Uh, usually it's a good good idea to do both. Uh, and um, I think that the cost component and the time component is not as important as the probability of success component, right? Because when you are using generative AI for both target discovery and small molecule chemistry, I think that you can uh, significantly improve the probability of success because very often you would go after maybe not so hard targets, but when you have a choice of a target uh, and you can very rapidly fast forward, um, you can find those combos uh, that have not been previously explored uh, because either people thought that it's a maybe you know uh, not a very competitive target uh, or it's a very difficult target, or this target might not address uh, a substantial patient population, or it's just too new. So they try to ignore this target because uh, there is very little biology and biological evidence available around this target. And we managed to match make uh, the target with uh, the generated molecule uh, in a most efficient way. We also try to forecast into the future 
and see which targets are going to be hot because many of them are made for sale for big pharma companies, right? So we would not be able to progress many of them um, ourselves into phase three, for example, right? It just, we won't be able to raise so much capital. Uh, and um, when you are trying to do those three steps with generative AI, I think that you are significantly improving the probability of success, even from the strategy perspective, because many of those uh, programs within big pharma companies, they fail because of strategic choice. So they actually just decide to pivot uh, their strategic direction and refocus, for example, from oncology to CNS uh, or from you know, one target discovery philosophy to another. They want to say, okay, we're going to go only for uh, genomically validated targets. And then you know, 70% of the pipeline is stopped or you know, cut. Uh, and they just refocus, and a lot of that is uh, uh, wasted due to um, strategic reasons. So when you also try to extrapolate uh, the kind of hotness of the target space into the future and try to see what is going to be valuable for big pharma companies uh, from the strategic perspective, uh, you can also minimize that risk. So. I would be uh, guessing right now, but I think that we can at least improve the probability of success by 50%. And that's more, more important than time and cost. And that's at least, right? Because for us internally, pretty much every program we tried uh, has succeeded. So we failed a few times, but more than 90% of the time we succeeded to get to a preclinical candidate and uh, into the clinic. Fifty uh, percent. The probability of success from in which stage are we talking about clinical uh, trials, or are we uh, already earlier? So it, uh... I'm talking about earlier, much earlier. Mm -hmm. So from really? target discovery stage all the way to let's say phase one clinical trials. Um, and the reason I can say that is because currently we have just a few of those programs, mm -hmm. right? And uh, uh, so far the probability of success was almost hundred percent, right? So. Um, 50% reduction in probability of success, uh, in probability of failure, is um, uh, my personal conservative estimate. And of course, we did it on a tiny fraction of the cost uh, and in a fraction of the time. So in two years, uh, well, two and a half years, 11 preclinical candidates, it's a pretty cool number. Thank you for joining us on this exciting journey into the world of generative AI and drug discovery. I hope this video has opened your eyes to the incredible potential of this groundbreaking technology. If you are as amazed as I am, hit that like button and subscribe to never miss out on a future episode. Together we can inspire a revolution in the pharmaceutical industry that will change the world. Leave a comment and share this video with your friends and family to help us spread the word and make a real difference. And last but not least, a big, big shout out to our amazing paying subscribers like Wanderlazy Bash, who joined recently. Your support helps us create more content. Thank you for being a part of this movement towards a brighter, healthier and longer future. Enjoy your day.